Welcome to episode 136 of The Climate Champions. Check out past episodes on theclimatechampions.com. I'm Lee Crevat, host of The Climate Champions. If you or someone you know is a climate champion, please let me know at crevatenergyinnovations.com. This week, my featured guest is Sharon Vidal, Global Head of Corporate Social Responsibility and Sustainability at Illumina, improving human health by unlocking the power of the genome. Their focus on innovation has established them as a global leader in DNA sequencing and array-based technologies, serving customers in the research, clinical, and applied markets. This podcast is being brought to you in part by the Department of Energy's Advanced Grid Research Group, whose purpose is to accelerate innovation in electric transmission and distribution technologies and create next-generation devices, software, and tools to help modernize the electric grid. Also, check out the videos on my new YouTube channel, The Climate Champions, with interviews with Jigger Shaw, Chris Black, Rick Kornfeld, and 11-year-old podcast host of We the Children, Zach Fox Duvall. Sharon leads Illumina's CSR program evolution, embedding environmental, social, and governance into the global business. She has over 25 years of experience working on multidisciplinary environmental, health, safety, sustainability, and corporate social responsibility programming. Welcome to The Climate Champions. I'm Lee Crevat, and I'm here with Sharon Vidal, Head of Corporate Social Responsibility and Sustainability at Illumina. Sharon, welcome to The Climate Champions. Thank you so much for having me. With regard to climate change, what was your motivating moment? I don't know that there is just one moment, but really more of a collection of almost serendipitous opportunities that continuously confirmed I was on the right path. And while I wouldn't call my career path a linear trajectory, I do feel like everything from childhood interests, education, internships, mentors, every job really led me to roles that connected my love of science and the environment, helping people and fulfill you know, a deep desire to be part of something that makes the world a better place. I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but it is true. And I think like many people, my passions are deeply rooted in the building blocks from childhood. You know, as a kid, I grew up playing sports. I loved being outside, anything with animals and nature related. And I remember my family thinking I was completely nuts when, as a teenager, I declared I wanted to be vegetarian after reading The Jungle by Upton Sinclair. <laughs> yeah. And after high school, I remember I spent the summer in Israel on a youth leadership tour kind of a thing. And part of our time was spent on a kibbutz, which is a communal farming type of community. And I remember thinking, these people are so full of joy, living sustainably with the land. It was beautiful. And when it came time for college, I knew I wanted to do something environmental, but there were limited choices at the time. I mean, there was no sustainability major. There was no corporate social responsibility or even climate policy type of option. So I chose a double major of English and history. <laughs> <laughs> thinking I'd go into environmental law. And then I took my first natural resource conservation class or conservation bio, and I immediately changed my major and shifted to a science-based approach. And that sounds like a moment. That to was me. a moment. Yes, that is true. And then I went on to graduate from UCSD with the closest major I could get that could be called saving the planet. 
And that translated to a degree in biology with an emphasis on ecology. So that kind of, you know, major at the time really was preparing me to be, you know, the next Jane Goodall. <laughs> so the internships that I pursued were like the San Diego Zoo and Hub SeaWorld Research Institute. And this is where I was tasked with observing and recording data. But I would call it an epic fail. I desperately wanted to engage with the animals, but couldn't because it would skew the data. So I knew I was missing the people impact. So this could potentially be another moment. When I graduated UCSD, then I signed up for the Peace Corps, and I was planning to do community-based conservation in Latin America. My dad's from Argentina, so I thought it would be great to connect that piece of my DNA while working in the environmental field. But my departure date was about six months out, so I traveled a little bit, I went to Hawaii, stayed with some friends, and they had built a total hippie lifestyle. I mean, the complete composting toilet, off-the-grid completely, the whole thing. And I realized that also was not my thing. <laughs> so I, I went back to San Diego and got a job that I thought would be a temporary gig until I had to leave for that assignment. And it was with a rapidly growing consulting firm that was focused on environmental and ecological engineering. And I absolutely fell in love with the corporate side. For me, it became the perfect blend of saving the world, but doing it through helping business stay in compliance with environmental laws. And there was a people development piece and finding innovative solutions for customers. So I never made it to the Peace Corps. But that first job introduced me to the world of business. And at that point, you know, sustainability wasn't even the focus. It was more of a regulatory approach at that time. Clean air, clean water, health and safety in the workplace, environmental permitting. And then I slowly got into some ISO 14000 auditing, and the global trends really started moving and starting to focus more on the urgency around sustainability and climate action, and eventually this intersection around climate action and even social justice. So for me, I would say it's been you know, a slow build rather than any single pivotal moment. But I'm grateful to be in this field and a job that really fulfills my personal purpose so completely. And as professionals, I, you know, hope that we're making a positive impact. I think it's great that there are now so many job opportunities that let people follow their passions and do good in the world while they make a living. That's great. Absolutely. I think it's one of the most exciting things that we try to introduce to, you know, the next generation and the students that are studying now on, you know, the focus can be finance or the sustainability side or philanthropy. And there's so many ways that you can engage and make an impact. For me, so much of my life was spent trying to get a promotion or trying to get a raise. And I didn't understand that I could be doing more. So I'm, I feel very lucky that I eventually discovered that there was more to life and working than just trying to get ahead. Yes, very true. Young people now seem to get that right away. Yes, I agree. I think, you know, they not only get that, but I think they're demanding that. The talent acquisition numbers show that potential employees are looking for places that are connected to a purpose-driven strategy and that companies have a brand that they can be proud of. So, you know, the sustainability and climate action becomes a business imperative and not just, you know, a nice to have or environmental impact. I think if we turn the corner on climate change, it's going to be because of that. Agree. Absolutely. I am more hopeful than ever with the generation that's coming behind us. Do you have personal drivers that keep you going when you have a tough day? 
Yeah, I would say for me, you know, the climate change mitigation is personally so important because of this connection and intersection of nature and economics and people, the equity and racial justice piece, and really, and ultimately a belief in a better future for all. And that's what really gets me up every day and keeps me going. When you meet people that don't believe the data, don't understand the data around climate change, how do you convince them how important this is? Well, I think part of it starts with just an education on what are we talking about when we say climate change. And we do a lot of STEM education. And over my career, I've done a lot of education outreach on the environmental side. And so I like to use, you know, the analogy of the bathtub effect. It's certainly not mine, but, you know, when putting STEM education materials together, it's one that does stick. And basically, if you think of the bathroom as Earth's atmosphere, and the bathtub represents the amount of greenhouse gases, or specifically carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, that can be held before your tub overflows or gets too hot in the bathroom, where the water flowing into the bathtub represents that carbon dioxide emission in the atmosphere. And that really small drain represents the outflow of the limited natural processes to remove that carbon dioxide. And before the Industrial Revolution, there was, you know, a stable balance between the water level in the tub, what was coming in, what was going out. And since then, our human activities really exceeded that. So that flow is beyond it. And so that excess makes the bathtub, it causes the heat to be trapped into the bathroom, much like the earth retaining too much heat. I like it. <laughs> nice analogy. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> I can't claim it to be my own, but there are various, you know, elements of that out there. What do you and what does Illumina do to help mitigate climate change? Sure. Well, let me start with a little bit about Illumina. We are in the field of genomics, and that's, you know, an intersection of biology, technology, and precision healthcare. And the applications of genomics include sequencing the original SARS-CoV-2 virus, sequencing to track all the COVID-19 variants, diagnosing and treating cancer or rare disease, and even being used to promote biodiversity or combat climate change and protect food security. So if you've also ever done any of the consumer-facing like genetic ancestry offerings and you've spit into a tube and want to find out where your you know, grandparents are from, there's a good chance that your spit has come to our sites on the back end for uh, sequencing. But we have about 10,000 employees globally. And in San Diego, about 4,000 of them are still in that home where our headquarters is. And revenue at this point of about four and a half billion. And this April, we're actually celebrating our 25th anniversary. So right around DNA Day. So Illumina, as a science-based company, you know, grounded in improving human health, I think there's a very strong connection and recognition of that connection between human health and environmental health. So my specific role at Illumina is leading our corporate social responsibility program, which includes ESG reporting, our strategy, the sustainability programming, our net zero roadmap, community outreach, the philanthropy, and our employee volunteer program. So my role covers the umbrella of social impact, sustainability, and external reporting. And since the inception of our program, sustainability has been core to it all. You know, we focus on, number one, access and equity to genomics. We focus on empowering the community, integrating sustainability, nurturing our people, and operating responsibly. But as a science-based company, our climate action plan is grounded in the best climate science that's available. And we focus on you know, our sites, our product, the entire value chain, and community investment. 
We have now developed short, medium, and long-term targets for scope one, two, and three. And our emission targets have been verified by the Science-Based Target Initiative. And last year, we were actually the first genomics company and among the first in our broader industry category to receive approval of our net zero targets from SBTI. And so those are all verified. One element of our climate action plan that I think is unique and impactful is that along with our emission reduction targets, we've also committed to investing $20 million by 2030 in sustainability initiatives or environmental justice efforts to help support the work toward a just transition. And I'm so proud of this commitment to address the connection between equity and sustainability and climate action. Last year, we announced some new products, and this really represented the first launch since we've intentionally integrated Design for Environment into that design and R&D process. And we announced our most sustainable sequencer, and it was a total redesign, and it took into consideration the environmental footprint. So our previous sequencer had higher emissions because many reagents had to ship frozen. So we're using airplanes, it's got dry ice, there's tremendous packaging that goes with that. And this new sequencer called NovaSeq X ships at Ambien, and it has resulted in 50% less plastic, 90% less packaging waste. It uses biopolymers, so a sugarcane type derived plastic. And when we did a life cycle assessment, it showed a 61% improvement in climate impact. So for us, we're focusing on our sites and the value chain, our products, and the community investment. You mentioned Corona. So I imagine the pandemic affected you and your company more than most of us even. Yes, absolutely. Our sequencers were used for the virus that was first detected in Wuhan. Our sequencers were also used with the Moderna vaccine in order to create that vaccine using RNA and then tracking the variants throughout the course and continuing to do so as well as you know, making sure that there was access across the globe for this testing to help with the pandemic response. And so you know, directly our company was impacted and certainly the connection to climate change. I think globally, there's even more recognition of how intertwined that human health and environmental health are now. And I think the pandemic has unfortunately also highlighted or potentially you know, fortunately further highlighted the inequities of care but it has positive side. I think the pandemic showed the world that we can reduce air travel. We can conduct business remotely over Zoom. We can invest in local and diverse suppliers. We can protect our supply chains with resilience. And, and we absolutely have to address equitable access. And that, you know, we're stronger together. We came together during that pandemic like never before. For Illumina specifically, I think having a framework of ESG focus areas before the pandemic hit was helpful to guide our own response on how we engaged and protected employees and how we worked with suppliers and our customers and, and even gave back to the community. You mentioned us coming together. I guess I look at that as somewhat negative as well because we didn't come together as much as I thought we would. I thought it would be even more together. And if we can't get together during a pandemic, it makes me wonder whether we really can get together to solve climate change. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a good first step, and there's certainly much more to do. But I am hopeful, more hopeful even than before the pandemic, that there are opportunities to do more collaboration and, and even link to the SDG goals on partnerships. It's clear that 
there is strength trying to magnify impact together. Can you tell me about your prior background? How did you get where you are? You know, at this point, I have, we'll just call it 20 plus years in uh, the environmental health, safety, sustainability, social impact. And much of that experience has actually been in the biotech industry. You know, I have a biology degree, various technical certifications over the years. And in the last couple of years, I've done a few of the executive certification programs, one from Berkeley Law, one from NYU Stern School of Business. One thing that's exciting to me in this field is the continuous opportunity to learn and grow as this field emerges and grows and learn more information and apply things that we've seen from other more mature companies on their journey and include that in ours. Can you talk about setbacks that you've had in your career? Of course. While I was frequently the only female scientist or the only female leader, I was extremely fortunate to have women at every stage of my career serve as mentors and sponsors to help me along the way. And as a you know Monday morning quarterback type of view, it's clear that these setbacks were really just another curve in the path to lead me to where I am. But that experience has made me passionate about promoting women and people of color into STEM opportunities and make sure that we provide examples of diversity in STEM to students and early in career individuals so that they can see themselves and see a path forward for you know, more innovation and more growth in those STEM industries. One woman very high up in Cisco mentored my daughter and just gave her confidence that she could do it. It was very helpful. I'm very thankful for that. A big thank you to Laura Ibsen, former SVP and GM at Cisco, VP at Microsoft, and SVP and GM at Oracle, now president and CEO at Elution, giving back to the community committed to providing the next generation of innovation for colleges and universities, recognizing that every dollar must count toward creating better experiences for the faculty, administrators, and students. Oh, that's amazing. I think it's equally impactful for those that are the mentor to be able to participate in something like that and give back. So, you know, I am grateful for not only the women mentors I've had, but for the allies that have opened doors or connected me to people much like you did for your daughter. So thank you. Can you talk about the successes that you're most proud of? Yes, I have three, if that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Three? That's a record. (laughs) I would say the top one for sure of my career was the publication of Illumina's first CSR report. And it was scheduled to launch March of 2020. (laughs) And the world was slightly distracted with the global shutdown from COVID. But nonetheless, to be part of that first disclosure and all the work to get to that point was an honor. And it continues to be as we're getting ready to share our fourth report coming up soon. That's the first one. I think the second is around people management and really every promotion and advancement of, you know, either a member of my team or an employee I've mentored is the kind of moment that just fills your bucket, you know, knowing that they're growing and you help them unlock their best. And that would be my second. And then the third, which is definitely not specifically my accomplishment, but I'm so proud of the impact. And it actually relates to a nonprofit we support in San Diego called SD Squared, which stands for San Diego STEM Diversity. 
and they focus on high school students from underrepresented communities that are interested in STEM. And one of our recipients of an Illumina Scholar Award would be their first in their family to go to college. And they just received a full scholarship to Princeton and are not only interested in STEM, but specifically in genomics after being exposed to the kind of careers in our space. So I'm just so honored to support organizations like that making an impact. And, and that, you know, it's definitely made my, my top three. That's awesome. When you look at the world 20, 30, 40 years out, what do you see for the Earth's future? Are we going to make it? I think we are going to make it. I hope for a vision, at least, that you know, we have a global economy that's not only based on a low carbon model, but a world where communities that have been historically oppressed find an equitable place in this new economy. A world where I would say my job or someone focused on sustainability is really no longer needed because it's become part of everyone's job. It's part of everyone's ethos and just the way that business works and the way that the world has evolved. Has the pandemic impacted what you think about the Earth's future? I think that it was a good call to, to action, and I think it will help move the climate action even, even faster. What advice do you have for people that want to help make an impact on climate change? I would say to both individuals and companies that are you know, just starting out on their journey, you know, not to become paralyzed with all the things that need to be done. Start with small, start with incremental change, things that matter most to you or are most material to your business, and just start, and it will add up. I would say find champions in your organization that can help and can help share your stories and be transparent on where you are and where you aim to go. This is an extremely collaborative field. So I, I always encourage companies, no matter where they are in the journey, to reach out, whether that's to get guidance from those that are further along or to help companies or suppliers even that are just starting out. Do you have any questions for me? I actually do. I mean, you are a bit of a legend in our space, so I would love to hear what you would consider your proudest accomplishment and what your vision is for the climate future. It's hard to choose a proudest accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I had to do three. <laughs> yes, you did. But it's on top of mind right now because you mentioned, and I didn't want to interrupt you, you mentioned the people that you've helped get promoted as a leader. And at Sempra, I was able to help many people that were awesome be recognized as being awesome. I don't want to say that I really did anything. Right. They were amazing and the company didn't know. So my job as a leader was to make sure a light was shined on them so that they can be promoted. And so many of people that worked on my teams, even people that didn't work on my teams, ended up being promoted. And I worked very hard to make that happen. I'm very proud of that, although that isn't an answer I would give very often. Oh, I love it. I guess an addition would be I've had great, great, great teams that I've been proud to be a part of, both peer teams and teams that I led. Those are my best memories, just the great accomplishments we were able to achieve as a team. Wonderful. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Just thank you for the opportunity. I'm honored to be part of this community of climate champions. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to wrap this up with a wrap 
Well, it seemed like a motivating moment to me when you decided to study biology and ecology, but then eventually you focus on environmental justice and equity. You talked about the small drain in a tub and that the overflow could spell doom. Your analogy was an ecosystem of the bathroom. If we don't want the planet to be a wreck, one thing we have to do is leverage biotech. I think that every person deserves to have an open door, we need to make sure everybody can have a mentor. Don't get overwhelmed by it all. Share stories and start small. I am so glad that Illumina is Karen. I'm so glad you have targets that you're daring and how well that you are faring. Thank you so much, Sharon. Wow, amazing, woo! That was brilliant. Oh my goodness, I'm so impressed. That is crazy. Many climate activists take issue with large corporations, but many corporations like Illumina have hired climate champions like Sharon to lead the change to help mitigate climate change. Not only is Illumina committed to integrating environmental stewardship into the fabric of how they operate, they hold their suppliers and partners to the same high standards set for themselves. Sometimes it takes a little pressure to get all arrows in the quiver. If you have comments or questions about the podcast, visit my website at crevatenergyinnovations.com and drop me an email. I would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying the Climate Champions podcast series, please subscribe, rate it five stars if you're an Apple user, and tell your climate-concerned friends about it. And check out my new YouTube channel. Just search for The Climate Champions and Lee Crevat. Sharon advises companies just starting out in their journey not to be paralyzed by all the things that need to be done. Start small with incremental change and focus on what is most material to the business's needs and just start. Just starting is great advice for companies and individuals in their journey to help mitigate climate change. Mm -hmm.